This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and I'm here to put the ass in Christmas. <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and I already own three things on the Goop Holiday Guide, and I live in a trailer park. Up your game, Gwyneth. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and never in my life will I get used to the price of pine nuts. Taking out a mortgage on some pesto over here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. <laughs> Keep a secret. Neither can we. <laughs> For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies, ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I've got I've been watching The Sopranos just started, and they've already had two stand-up comedians in like the first. Oh my god. Season and Tess, I believe that that was probably close to one of the deliveries. Maybe I intuited <laughs> that from your from your viewing. <laughs> no, but we were talking about Babs and I were talking about the food on Sopranos. Just good food. Yeah, I've never, I've really, never watched uh, it. You have it, Brandy? I mean, no. they just eat really good Italian food mm, the whole time, mm. and it, it yeah. looks great. I love Italian food. Yeah, it's good. Restaurants yeah. with red checkered tablecloths. <laughs> manja manja <laughs> man um, real quick I just want to plug uh, I'm doing a show at Dynasty Typewriter on December 17th if you're here in LA um, Alta Cash Comedy Presents it's a bunch of headliners it's gonna be me Eddie Pepitone Todd Glass Brian Posehn Dana Gould James Adomian Henry Phillips and me uh, come to that it's gonna be good as fuck I'm very very excited for it um, if you're in LA can't think yeah. of anything better you yeah, can do that night really fun venue yeah. in LA if you haven't been <laughs> Fuck yet. yeah. Too. Um, I don't have any shows to plug, but I will plug my podcast Babstinence, where I experiment with taking a year off drinking. I'm past 100 days somehow. Woo-hoo! And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been going well and I've been... I've been just cataloging my experience over there and stuff like that. So if you're interested in it, go just find Babstinence on any of your podcast apps. Hell yeah! Mm, apps. Mm. Mm. What's your favorite? What's everyone's favorite <laughs> app? Let's, what's your go-to app? Oh my god! You know, like I, I always crave mozzarella sticks. Yeah. But honestly, that doesn't feel like an appetizer. Like that's straight up just food. You get it. You get it as your main. I would. I guess I do. It just somebody like had a really funny tweet about it. Where it was just like, oh, I could never just eat six stri- things of string oh, cheese. Could. But if you bread, th- if you them. bread them and fry them, I will eat them before my dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I love mott sticks. I haven't had them in forever. Yeah, that's a good mm. one. But I mean, just a straight up charcuterie board. But well, also, yeah. that's pretty much dinner. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree with both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a Southwest egg roll. I like. Ooh, you know what I really like? P.F. Chang's. They're, uh, uh, they're lettuce lettuce wraps. They're lettuce wraps. Oh, those are the bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a yeah. good choice too. Light, mm-hmm. but substantial. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, I think my, I, I got to say, I got to go chips and salsa. Mm. I love Classic. chips yeah. and salsa. Yeah. Yeah. What's your salsa of choice? Like the what's hotter, your... the hottest thing they possibly can give me. Okay. Yeah. Like I like. <laughs> <laughs> is um, there a rest? Is there a restaurant salsa that you pictured when you? Um, well, my favorite, like sit-down Mexican restaurant, is El Compadre. Their salsa. Yeah. I mean, usually when you go out to eat, I feel like the table salsa is not that spicy. Like they're usually going to yeah. give you like a medium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's still good restaurant salsa, and I think the salsa at El Compadre's is. Yeah, it's I, I can't believe we haven't done some kind of a hot one version of hot ones for ourselves. I know. I think it I would think just be fun. Time. I think we would just have fun. Brandy's not on. I don't board. know. What, what does that mean? I don't know. Just it, like eating a hot pepper while, oh, we, oh. while we have a pot. And well, chaos like, ensues. Wait, did, did either yeah. of you guys ever do um, Spicy News in Portland? No, I've never Uh-oh. done anything involving like. See. I think Sean did spicy news. That's that's how me and Joanne. You've done it, and I know it's yeah, awful. That's how me and Joanne Schindlerly met. Was we did spicy news <laughs> together and had to eat a habanero, and then just panicked and had panicked at each other for twenty minutes of shooting, and then each ate an entire tub of ice cream. But like we're like deep throating ice cream. <laughs> Like gargling, gargling chocolate ice cream, trying to fix my throat. Chocolate? That's a terrible. I just, vanilla. I just needed to fix my. Th- it was, and then I had a show that night on a festival, and man, the green room bathroom was like not where I should have been. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go to our separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need like ambulances um, lined up. <laughs> yeah. It changed. So I don't know why. It, it's similar to the pie. Yeah, it's yeah. very it's a bad idea, but I. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bad idea, but it's funny. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very funny. It would be funny. Have, it would be funny. So I don't want to do the thing where you just eat one habanero. Like, we have to do the, like, starting. Like, build small. up to it. Yeah. I like that because if we could do, like, a flight, then it becomes, like, an endurance situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And I mean, I know I will, again. As with pies, I have no trust in myself for getting it. <laughs> I mean, it's a totally different skill set. It's try. a totally different skill set. Yeah, completely. And I know that I'll fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it would. I think. I think Tess I, would win this yeah. one. I do. I do think you would have I grew it on up me. But in Salt Lake City, yeah, <laughs> ourselves, the palate yeah. that we're coming. To yeah, this Maryland's world. not a very spicy town. Old Bay is kind of the. The top top tier where you're at. Yeah, I do. I've feel grown confident. my palate, but I do yeah. feel confident that I would win that one. Yeah, I think you probably would too. But I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. worth it. I'm, I'm down but for I it. Think yeah, fun, but, but, but it, it, it. it's very mind over matter. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely oh, I right. see Brandy giving me a run for the money. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I, yeah. I am. I am. I'm not going to succeed. I am all. competitive, and I want to put on a good show. If we're going to do it, I'm going to yeah. put on a good show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. I'm glad that footage doesn't exist anywhere. Who somebody bought spicy news and then they just took it all down. And um it wasn't me, but <laughs> how long did money. it take to recover? Um it was like probably about two hours before I felt normal. And then yeah. honestly my my taste buds felt different for quite a while afterwards. Like my um like I just tasted spice differently for quite a while because of it. But wow. yeah, it like was not Did you cry? <laughs> also I, I was like tears streaming yeah. down my face. It was just like I was sweating from every orifice <laughs> and my tear my eyes were just watering and just like I couldn't it was just like a heat in my whole throat that I couldn't they just it, it you couldn't clear it. It was just a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, I've had a couple of those where I've done like eaten peppers on a dare or whatever and yeah. it is like you don't 
in other kinds of pain, you mm-hmm. can at least like sit down. Yeah. But this like it, it hurt. Right. All you can do There's is no yeah, you can just like pace around and just hate yeah. your life. Like <laughs> Yeah. Well, and we were we were in chairs. I was just like punching myself in the leg trying to feel anything else in my body yeah. than my throat being on fire. <laughs> Yeah, we we should do a thing yeah. where we we're in a room surrounded by like you lose points if you go for like the ice mm-hmm. block. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. surround ourselves with that kind of stuff to just see. Says yeah. the one who's not gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I know, I'm no, gonna no, I'm, fa- I'm gonna go to those things immediately, <laughs> so I know that. I like it. It's like an escape yeah. room element, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. We're like the opposite of an escape room. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah. 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 No, I'd be I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that next year. Uh listeners, if you guys have like a, a thing that we should do it for, you know, oh, maybe yeah. let us know what you think like a goal should be or something. Oh, that's a fun. Yeah, that's a fun idea. Yeah. That would be good. Um okay, let's uh, let's get, get serious, episode, you guys. We, we got, got a real serious business. Spicy episode yeah. coming your way right now. Hey. hey, hey. Um, so excited to have this guest on. As we were saying, it's been like a long time coming. I feel she's super funny. You can catch her podcast called Celebrity Book Club, where if you listen to podcasts, please enjoy our conversation with Chelsea Devantes. Let's just get into it, shall we? Oh, yeah. Hello to our guest, Chelsea Devantes. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to be here, you guys. Feels like it's been a long time coming, but also, what is time? It could have been a week. I don't know. Yeah. Completely agree on all counts there, Chelsea. I mean, yeah. Wow. And you are fresh off of. I mean, can we just say it like the wedding of the century? Like, <laughs> wow. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Wow. Um, especially in, in a year where, um, um, oh, I just forgot his name. Brooklyn Beckham got married. For mm-hmm. me to have the wedding of the century means a lot. You know what is funny? I only knew <laughs> of Brooklyn Beckham's existence like the last week. <laughs> really? Oh, what, okay. what news someone, item hit Not yeah. with someone on my radar because I think people were talking about nepotism babies or whatever i'm learning uh, in real time who he is what is what is what is Brooklyn i mean beckham? victoria beckham and david okay. beckham's son okay I, cool. if you remember their wedding photos i don't know if you do but it, you could because <laughs> they had a second outfit change where they all wore the 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 color purple that barney is made of okay. and <laughs> okay. little brooklyn beckham had it his own little um purple suit with a purple fedora it did look like something i have seen steve harvey in um and, <laughs> and as a baby at a wedding i loved it so he's been famous to me from i his, hope he his recreated fashion. that look for his own wedding did that happen? <laughs> that would have been it didn't happen but like what a missed opportunity <laughs> am i making this up or did jaden smith dress up at, as barney at someone's wedding at some point does anyone else remember that that sounds like an alternate universe thing that you yeah i feel like i have a vague internet memory of jaden smith attending a wedding just as well, barney it sounds like a fever gene which means with him it's probably real so yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sound like something yeah um but no yeah it like i was just watching all the instagrams of your wedding you guys did so much funny shit i didn't i guess i didn't think like oh you could do a lot of funny shit at a wedding and you really pulled it off you hired doubles to take photos with your guests that was the first thing i saw because i saw marcella post a photo and i was like i was like that's not them and, like, and, and i was like what's going on and i was like oh my god they fucking hired like stand-ins that's the funniest shit i've ever heard you know as as comedians we were like it's it's this weird line of like are we gonna do bits at our wedding or are we gonna be real right. humans and have a lovely yeah. wedding mm-hmm. i i have to say i 
I really believe we rode the line and we pulled it off flawlessly. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think we did like beautiful wedding, but also some really fucked up shit. Um, so thank you for saying that. <laughs> we actually, when we like, we gave a little speech to our guests at the reception to like, thank everyone for coming and thank her moms. And then we were like, Hey, we'll be in the back room. We really want to take a picture with every single one of you. And so like, we're going to be in this like back room, like, please come find us and take a selfie with us. So when they came back there, <laughs> they would find a, uh, a, a, a vague Chelsea and a tangential Yasser in uh, wedding clothes to take photos with. That's that so is, funny. I mean, so genius. It was, I mean, like, and then you had the billboard with your mom's on it. Which is still yeah. up. I saw it the other day. I was like, <laughs> Isn't oh, that insane? And I kept telling people, I was like, there's going to be a billboard. I don't think anyone believed me. Someone was like, I was thinking it was just going to be like, you know, the largest FedEx printing size like a of a poster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will say a lot of, I think a lot of um, amazing, weird things happened because we booked our venue in pandemic, but for two years away, because mm. um, I had to like move to New York for a job. And so I was, so we like toured this venue and they had like a low hang, like a low billboard that was like in their lot. And I think they were so desperate for people to book the venue because it was the middle of COVID that, that I was like, what's this like low, bit low, weird billboard like in the reception space? Like we can change that out for you. Well, like, you will put anything you want. Oh, and we were like, yeah. Oh. And we were like, oh, that's hilarious. And we like came up with this like idea to like put our moms on it with this little joke. And so then, you know, two years later we're at the wedding, I'm like, so how do we go about uh, dressing this billboard? And the, the whole staff had turned over at that point and they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I have emails from two years ago mm -hmm. for a insanely low price point. You, we have been promised a billboard, and they were like, "Yep, okay, we shall do that." And um, they were lovely about it. They put up this billboard, and then I just got an email from them being like, "At some point, we will take this vinyl down. Do you guys want it?" And I was like, "Actually, Gaster's mom has already requested it, so that would be great." <laughs> what could she possibly do with that? It's so big. That's the wall She's of a house. I love yes, it. That's, that's exactly what she said, Brittany. She was yep. like, put it up against the wall of your house, not her house. <laughs> your house. I um, your house. I mean, she and my mom, we were we were just like, oh, we'll take pictures of you and like on Canva, make a little mm -hmm. joke Photoshop. And they were like, we're getting a photo shoot done. Like oh. they've become... They've become like LA Hollywood moms, even though they're my mom's still in New Mexico. Like they, they were just so they were like, "Where's our photo shoot?" And Kim New Money like did a photo shoot of the moms. Interestingly, they both chose to wear white. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I, I I'm also like it was this sweet thing where I was like, now we have like all these like really beautiful pictures of our moms hanging yeah. out and like yeah, so it ended up being like really sweet. And I love, I love that. that both the Perfect. moms were on the same page. Like both of them were like, yeah, where's our photo shoot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think anything that really exalted them, they could really get behind it. <laughs> I love that. Had they got to hang out too much before that or like? Yeah, I, oh, okay. we actually um, we put them in charge of planning the rehearsal dinner mm. um, because our wedding was so non-conventional. So like we didn't have any florals at our wedding. And that was a devastating concept to them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I need to say this, too. Like we were not a we're not a conventional, like normal family. And when it yeah. came to my wedding, my mom was like, where's the family table? There's always a family table. And I was like, at whose wedding has there ever, what are you talking? About? <laughs> like, there's a lot of like, but we all, all, this always happens at a wedding. And I was like, 
get real. <laughs> like, mom, your face is on a billboard right now. Like, that's all yeah, I'm going to say. And like, this like, is yeah. what we're offering here. We're offering a billboard. We're not offering centerpieces. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just, I loved it. I was, it was funny. I was like, I never thought I could just be like, be a fan of an event. But I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all, and, we all stand your wedding. We all stand yeah. your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, I think it just was really great, too, because it's just fun to see what people are doing with them now and like breaking out of that mold and being like, yeah, mm-hmm. why? We don't if I would rather spend my money on a Taco Bell room than a floral arrangement or whatever. Um, thank you for thank you for <laughs> sending up our Taco Bell room. Um, but yeah, no, I will say like weddings, it, like in the canon of weddings, I've always been like, ugh, ew, disgusting. Like yeah. get off my feed and like I you know Vogue weddings or New York Times weddings. Like those wedding announcements were only amazing when it was two psychos mm-hmm. <laughs> talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like two insane people talking about their love story. Like that's the only time I had enjoyed wedding content. So then when it came time to like plan our own, it was a very it's like a very interesting genre to be a part of. And you're right, there's like people now doing actually beautiful things with weddings. So it was, it was very it was an exciting time to like not. Uh, not do the standard fair, you know. Not do the standard fair, but I also like that, like you guys just went big. Yeah. We went insane. We went insane. We well, we knew the dress code. I we knew the dress code when we were dating. We were like, when we get married, the dress code is trying out to us, Aww. and so that kind that. of like set the tone of the whole wedding. And people, I mean, oh, you you just mentioned um, Marcella. She had three costume changes at our wedding, <laughs> and. I was like, that is how it's done. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Her and Lydia Popovich changed three times and I was like, this is everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then there were other people who, there were like four people who clearly didn't think we were serious and they were, they had to live through such shame the whole night in, in, in their like slightly fuchsia skirt. They were like, we have, we, we messed whoops. up. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, like showing up to a costume party, where you're like, no one's gonna dress up, and then you're just like, oh fuck, like everyone understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everybody has a fear of either being overdressed or being underdressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. know what? L. A. is fucking classic for. Th- I'm sorry, we swear on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Ooh, um, yeah. L. A. is the the time in my life when I've experienced this most, and like actually, uh, there's like a, a housewives clip of. Um, there's a housewives club where they're like, never trust an LA dress code. Never trust casual. Never trust casual. I was like, that is the most true thing I've heard in my life. When I first got here, they'd be like, it's casual. And I'd show up looking like fucking dog shit. Right. As like people are in literal gowns. And I was like, how is this, how is this possible? And then like, there's times where it's like, show up looking nice. And you show up and everyone's like, we're in, we're in, we're like, we're in jeans that cost $900. Like, what are you doing here? And like, it's very, uh, it's a real mind fog. <laughs> yeah, it's very like dress up with your handbag, but wear like a thrift store t shirt. Like that's kind of our like you. You need to look like you tried, but not like you're looking like you tried. Yeah, you yeah. To look like you tried, but you like actually don't care. In Are your you core. a billionaire yeah. at the airport? Is kind of the vibe you're going for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, if you do not throw a party with the dress code billionaire at an airport, it's a real missed opportunity. <laughs> okay, idea. consider it done. Consider it done. Would, because we do have access to a fake um, jet set. Yeah, we do. Do you really? Yeah, we took pictures mm-hmm. on a fake jet. Y'all better throw this party immediately. Be there with my little rolling bag. (laughs) Actually, speaking of airport uh, fun things, might have. Do you guys know about the TWA Hotel in New York? Mm -mm. Um, Yeah, someone had their wedding there. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's course. like Mad Men, like Mad Men Airport Lounge. Yeah. yeah. I saw it on Say Yes to the Dress. We didn't all see Ooh. this episode. Excuse me. <laughs> Are we still on? Damn. Yeah. Oh is it? God, because wow, its I'm influence shocked. is rocking the world of bridal to this day. Like, I, Oh, of course. I, I don't know. When I tried on my wedding dress, like every store I would go into, they would have a little whiteboard like, are you ready to say yes to the dress? Yeah. Are you going to say yes? And it's like nobody – I don't think that many people watch that show. It, well, I just, think – no, I think a lot do, but mm-hmm. I think it's – I do think it's harmful for society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a, a net good <laughs> – yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, there's an airport. I think it's a JFK where they took an old TWA terminal and mm-hmm. they turned it into like an old Mad Men oh, style cool. like 60s hotel. So you can like spend the night and chill in this old like renovated airport terminal. And I'm dying to do it. That's cool. I love that. That yeah. d- that does. You guys, you're like event tastemakers. Look at this. What do we, we are? Like, Actually, can TWA? I be real? Yeah. yeah. We kind of are. Um <laughs> we <laughs> at my wedding, um, my sister, like towards the end of the night, started passing around shrooms to everyone. So like towards yes, the end of we my love wedding. This. Love it. It was like the most wonderful epic night. That started this trend of like a lot of our friends offering like shroom microdoses at weddings. Amazing. And then our, our friend Aaron Lampart's wedding in Mexico, our friend Lisa got quoted for the cut about a story about how shrooms at weddings are like the new hot thing. And they, like, referenced our other friend at this wedding as, like, a hot Silver Lake mom, our friend Wendy. And, and it you're all- like, actually, I'm the original shroom wedding. <coughs> yes. Miss, yes. I did not see this article. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Did you, wait, Tess, did you cry when you said yes to your dress? Were you like, that's so beautiful? Uh, I, you know what? I didn't cry when I said yes, but I did. Like, it was only the second dress I tried on. Like, a lot of my friends weren't even there yet. And I did start crying when I put it on. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I came nowhere near tears. I vomited in a few. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a super invasive process, right? Like you can't wear a bra or anything. And like there's all these women kind of like standing around you with binder clips, like clipping fabric and moving skin. It's intense. Also, if you are a curvy woman as I am, like it's just some woman behind you just trying to pull up a fabric over your ass <laughs> as you like jump around and she's like, it's, it's not going to happen. And you're like, I know <laughs> it's that over and over and over again. God, I'm having prom dress PTSD listening to that. Seriously. When you grew up oh in my gosh. time of spaghetti straps, it was a hard, it was a hard oh. life. Spaghetti <laughs> straps and double D's. Yeah. Yes. They're still yeah, out exactly. there. And I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I, I was doing stitch fix for a while, which like I like, I got some cute stuff. But I had to be like, I have big tits. Do not send me something with a thin strap. It's not. Oh, yeah. This doesn't work. (laughs) I want to make a clothing line that is just like all the hottest styles, but um, modified so that you can always wear a bra. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's just so many cute things. And they're like, and then there's a little hole right where your bra clips. And you're like, no. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just cover up the hole. And you're like, that would kill the shirt. Like, I can't. That that, (laughs) that kills the whole party. No, it's like my, like, yeah, dusty colored fucking giant, like, five five uh, clip mm-hmm. bra is not going to look good in the peekaboo <laughs> part of the stress. <laughs> I was thinking, I, I, was, I had this idea a while ago to do a comedian's Met Gala with the theme Run the Light. So like uh, yeah oh that's great you, <laughs> shit are you you guys have three events on your hands what we, the hell is happening we do you I guys mean, we, have to do that uh, so yeah. I can come 
Yeah. We just threw a 10 year anniversary party, so we need like a minute. We need a break. But... That could be maybe for the next one. We should do a dress. We should do a big dress code. That would be really fun. That'd yeah, be yeah. awesome. Also, Comedy Met Gala, Run the Light. I mean, it's just, uh, it's I done. just would love to see what people did with that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> see a male comic that just wears like a hoodie on 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 a hoodie. <laughs> that on could a hoodie. be hot. <laughs> Damn, There's a way to make it work. Good. Yes. <laughs> I love the Met Gala. I think we all do because, like, I love an event that is only red carpet. Mm. Yeah, like yeah, there's no show inside. I think they eat, right? <laughs> yeah, or they look at food. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fantastic insight. I also yeah. I love the people who eat shit at the Met Gala red carpet. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the yes. one place where you can do anything, and this was your choice. I that just mm-hmm. really, I don't know, really makes me giggle. It shows you who they really are. <laughs> yes, it really yeah. does. It's like at your core, can you rise to the moment? And most people are like. No, <laughs> like stars. No. They're all they're actually just like Janine in accounting is what's going yeah. on. <laughs> well, and it's like you have a team of creative people. If you're boring, yeah, you don't even have the good sense to turn to a team. Just let someone else take it on. You know who always crushes a Met Gala, which I'm shocked to say this, is Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm. Like her hair alone, like she's serving. I said this for the wedding, but like I really wanted dragon fucker hair. Like, <laughs> does it look like I'm yeah, on yeah. a TV show where I fuck dragons? Like, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that's my wedding <laughs> hair. And she always be serving dragon fucker hair. It's braids <laughs> through mm-hmm. twists and buns. And it's like, yep. she goes hard. She <laughs> Now, why are you surprised? Um, because her personality doesn't read as someone who would take wild risks to me. Like if you, if, yeah, mm-hmm. in interviews with her or her clothing line, I believe at Kohl's, Old Navy, unsure. Like those are they, <laughs> those don't match with like the yeah. person who's doing like a faux hawk made out of a braid. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess in my head, I have kind of conflated her with Carrie. I think because she has like a book club on Instagram. I think she uh, kind of oh. just took the yeah, Carrie SJP has I SJP Carrie. has yeah yeah and, and one she, time my sister was in New York and she was smoking a cigarette at work and SJP got out of a cab holding an umbrella and it was raining and she was smoking a cigarette and she just looked at my sister and went hello <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay I love that <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible um, Chelsea I want to talk about so you've got an amazing podcast Celebrity Book Club what you just I know it's usually women's books but you just read Matthew Perry's yeah oh my we made God. you thought Tell us we everything. made a men's moir exception. Um, <laughs> oh my god! The, you know, I normally read lady books because they're just generally the ones I'm interested in. Generally, the stories I think that are missing, and also dudes' books. I just I, this is a stereotype, but that's mostly true. That they're usually bad. Like it's usually Matthew McConaughey being like, "I wrote a poem in size 14 font yeah. about <laughs> uh, you know about my bongos about and my dad." Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, I, "That's not like the complicated layered juice I want." But wow, did Matthew Perry's book deliver it's a juicy juicy book but he came across as the most unlikable human in (laughs) the world and i damn i work in a a, i i i i asked some tv friends who've worked with him before i was like is he just rotten to be around and they were like he's actually extremely charismatic and likable and i was like imagine that imagine in person your shtick is like so lovely, and when you write from the heart, you're a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like so interesting. He just like couldn't. 
Yeah, because I, I guess don't. I, mean, I think that's what all of our perception of him was. Like, right? He's Chandler. Like, what did he have to gain from writing this book? I guess uh, people bought it. Oh, I think he. Well, here's the thing. It, it's like I don't think I think you cannot escape your book. I always say on the podcast, like you can't escape your book. Your personality will come through, even if a ghostwriter yeah. wrote it from like one voice memo. Like you are always trapped in your book because there's just too many words. There's too many pages, <laughs> and. He, he really, to me, seemed to write that book because at the end of the book, he's like, I've been writing screenplays. I'm like, no one will attach to my screenplay. And you're like, what? And he's like, oh, I sent my screenplay to an A-list actor and he hasn't responded to me. Isn't that horrible? And it's Zac Efron. He doesn't name him, but it is Zac Efron. And then he's like, why don't I have enough juice to get A-list actors attached to my screenplays? And you're like, oh, did you write the book so you can like kind of become... Um, like in the limelight oh. again, like make your screenplays happen. I'm almost positive. Oh. And then I also think he thought his story of addiction would be like very, would help people and mm-hmm. would also um, kind of like open up your heart to him. And like he has, he has the worst addiction story I've ever heard in my life, wow. but he yeah. also separately a side of addiction is such a fucking asshole. So it's like he's yeah. talking about his addiction, but then he's also talking shit about every woman in the book. Then he's like, Woody Allen's a god. Keanu Reeves should be dead. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that like, Keanu Reeves line was like, what is going on? Really <laughs> wild. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's so mad Jennifer Aniston won't fuck him. And, like, if it's supposed to be a joke, it doesn't read because, like, every few chapters he circles back and is like, and Jennifer Aniston still wouldn't fuck me. And you're like, oh, my God, dude. Ugh. And then, like, every woman who's incredible to to him in his life and he'll be like honest but he'll be like and then I cheated on her for two years as a way to repay her then I came out of sobriety I really turned my life around I met this amazing comedian who didn't want to date me but then she started to and then I dated a model at the exact same time I dated them both for two years and you're like Matthew Oh, oh my God. You're supposed, got, now I've got to read it. You're supposed to make amends to people privately, not put it all in a book. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will also say, like, people who, because, you know, we have like a Facebook group and, and mm-hmm. like people talk on my Instagram comments. People were like, this was nauseating to read, but, yeah. but, but it's still so juicy. Oh my yeah. gosh, you guys. He makes eight Batman references in the book. Mm. Eight. Wait, do, the, does he have anything to do with Batman? Or he's just I a Batman think, fan? Someone said this. Um, someone said this in our Facebook group, and it made me laugh so hard. They were like, "Oh my god, he thinks he's Batman, but in reality, he's Bojack Horseman." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> oh, yes, he is so Bojack." But I think he feels very like he had like a working. His, his mom was Pierre Trudeau's press secretary, so he had a like working single mom, but also like very of Hot. the elite world. Yeah, and then his dad was in California, being Mr. Old Spice. He was an actor, and like. He had like a lot of uh, he's he's like I was abandoned as a child. I almost yeah. named this book Unaccompanied Minor. And then he'd be like, um, my dad really wanted me to come live with him. My my mom came home every day. Like like he, he lists like things about being abandoned, and then I'm like, I'm not sure you know what abandonment means. Um I'm sure he was like lacking love, but he really yeah. tries to play it off like he was like alone most of his life when really he was like a very well cared for rich kid. And um I think he thinks he's like Batman because they're both like orphans and rich oh my god but you know what i bet jennifer aniston would fuck batman yeah i was was just hoping that like he was somehow in the running for like two seconds to be batman once and and he's never and he's never gotten over it 
Yeah, he mentioned it to his agent. And his agent said, "Sure, we'll see what we can do," and that's yeah. what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and then he just discarded that email for life. Man, what's the over under on Matthew Perry going to comedy clubs? This feels like a real oh. like. This, this feels, feels like a direct pipeline. It yeah, does. I'm shocked yeah. it hasn't been happening. Honestly. I mean, he calls himself one of the funniest men on earth in his book. It was past tense, so he was talking about hitting on Valerie Bertinelli and how it was him and his friend, two of the funniest guys on earth. Of course, she loved it. And, like, I do think he thinks that, like, he's a comedian, which is odd because he's an incredible comedic actor. Right. Yeah. But I don't think he sees the difference between comedian. No, that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does happen. Yeah. (laughs) You'll see, I'll, like, see on someone's Twitter who's clearly, like, an actor, but they'll say, Mm -hmm. like, comedian in their thing. And I'm like, Okay, comedic <laughs> yeah. actor, thing. but okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you do have to understand comedy to be a comedic actor for sure. Well, oh he, yeah, he did uh, deliver a lot of mean fat jokes on Friends, so yeah. he can <laughs> deliver. <laughs> Could he be any more problematic? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's writing. He's writing. I actually, honestly, would kill for that screenplay. Like, please produce it. Please oh give God, it to us. Please. I want to. I want to read it. Honestly, yeah, yeah he, that's what his his book should have said. Like, could I be any more abandoned as a child? <laughs> no, that's that's almost verbatim in there. <laughs> wow, he's like, I'm an unaccompanied minor. I'm an unaccompanied minor. Like, here I am alone again. And I know it's like it's hard because he really does have a horrifying story. But like, when he goes through his intense, intense, um intense addictions like crazy things are happening to him but like his dad's always there mm-hmm. he was never alone in the hospital because his, his mom and his dad are both there they're divorced you know I just have these like things in my heart where I'm like man I really don't think you're in an unaccompanied minor like right. I just like you went through a lot of shit but you, yeah yeah that was not what you think it was. maybe you should pra- yeah. practice some gratitude for what you do have and you might realize that there's quite a bit more uh, yeah, it's <laughs> that a lot like of other people. A little bitter about some things. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too because someone said like a big part of like staying sober, or finding sobriety is gratitude, and yeah. that is one thing that is fully missing from the book. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's also like how fucking rich is Matthew Perry? Like those friends people. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. god. So Zillionaires, right? Like forever. Yeah. The best part of the book, I, w- I want to deliver him a w- an award to his house. Like the best part of the book is that he lists the price of everything in his whole life. It's fucking incredible. He tells you how much money he made for every, and it's not, this is like one of the ways I loved the book. Cause like rich people always yeah, they don't pretend not that. to yeah. be rich. And mm-hmm. he's like, I made like $1.4 million a week on Friends. I spent $20 million on my penthouse. I flew to Switzerland to get drugs on a $200,000 private flight. I flew back from Switzerland on a $200,000 private flight. Then I went back for drugs on a $200,000. You're like, <laughs> yes. Yes. That- but like also like when you're making $1.2 an episode, like, yeah. Like if you do yeah. percentage of your weekly paycheck, it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, and you know he's budgeting safely like that, Tess. Like, <laughs> I, I, I it goes to fun and entertainment. I got a show pitch. I got a show pitch. Celebrity QuickBooks. That's the show. I love that. Yes. Show me, show me where you're really spending your money. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> that would be unreal on Netflix, where you just like get to go through the accounting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just a voiceover and a spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, okay, honestly, we have to. I would love it. We have to take a break. Uh, we'll be back in a second, everybody. (Laughter) 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And I'm Chelsea Devantes. Oh, no. Why did I say my last name? No one did. Okay, hold on. No, no you're right. And I'm Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it. No, uh, nailed okay, it. Cool. cool. Yeah, if you could keep both takes, that would be awesome. Yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to play a game to get to know you better. It's nothing that we came up with, but we are no. stealing it from James Lipton. It's in, called Inside the Lady. And- <laughs> oh, that's a perfect name for what he was trying to do with those questions. <laughs> oh, was my God. His interview down? With his oh, interview yeah. with Angelina Jolie, like you can almost see the boner like producing pre-cum through his pants. <laughs> what year like- Angelina Jolie? Is this like Girl Interrupted? This is girl interrupted. I think around that time, because yeah. that was you know. Peak. I don't know my James Lipton canon like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. um, yeah. I the, mean, no, su- yeah. she's super hot. She's, she's super hot. Been, she's always like been. I feel like one of those women that even straight women were like, but Angelina Jolie like, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just asking her questions like breakfast or mm, dinner. <laughs> she's like, well. <laughs> okay, but I will say, as ask- someone who was a James Lipton stan, he would also be like that about like. Like now, Adam Sandler, let's talk about Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're not we're not trying to uh, get in your pants, but we are going to ask no. you the questions. Okay, um, okay, okay, great. Inside great. the great. studio, which I don't have pulled up. Okay, <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> what is your favorite word? Oh, um. <laughs> yeah. um, my, my favorite word is uh probably like <laughs> oh, like yeah. you know like oh my god like women talk like 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 um i yeah i probably say like a lot own so it i probably like i love it i, like I it. really I like it's it. refreshing to hear someone like like yeah, right. Everyone's like, oh, I shouldn't say that. But it really helps me uh, describe things, you guys. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm no. Um, what is my true favorite word? I just learned this word from Matthew Perry's book, uh, mm-hmm. Adahinia, which is a something that he and Woody Allen have, which is the inability to experience pleasure. Um, it's a very Wait, it's privileged real? man's. Yeah. I mean, that's a real word. And he really did say that in his book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Wait, what is it? One more time. What is it? It's. And honestly, I I'm worried I'm saying it wrong. Adahinia, it's like A D O H E N I A, I believe, on the spelling bee. Do I? I'm not sure. Do I get a prize? Google yeah, it. Yeah, you got it. But prize. yeah, yeah, you got okay. it. Okay. And um, and it it means like the uh, the inability to experience joy, the mm. incapability to experience joy, which I think is just like such a privileged man's disease. <laughs> yeah. Um, like like unbearable to be like so rich and just like you know sleep with yeah, Mia Farrow's it, adopted daughter. We're like, but I can't feel anything. Um, so <laughs> I. I think that's my new favorite word. I think I'd like to attain that amount of um, assholeness. You know, like what a goal. What a goal in life for me to be like, oh my God, no matter what, I'm not happy. <laughs> oh my God, that is, well, explains that's... a lot about what the other shit going on in this book. But yeah, what a dick. Oh my well, God. I-, I do have one more follow up question. Have he and Woody Allen talked about their Adahania together? I don't get that impression. I okay. also feel like it would have been in the book. He wrote the sentence. Woody Allen, Woody Allen gets it. Woody Allen gets me. Why would I memorize this, you guys? I've read so many celebrity memoirs. Like, there's, I don't know why there's in space the for that in my brain, but that's too. <laughs> yeah, wow. I know that sentence. Like, read a tweet. Read yeah. a article. single tweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Nightmare. Incredible. 
<laughs> now I think we know why no one's into his scripts because they probably all have him with like 17 year old ingenues yeah 100 <laughs> percent. have you guys noticed actually I think it's true like the worse the writer the bigger the words get yeah oh yeah yeah mm. where they're just kind of like fill it's it's oh I'm, I hate to do an improv reference but here we go um it's like those improvisers who just keep talking and filling it with shit until they find a laugh because they just can't go yeah. in pain. I guess that happens in stand-up too where they're like mm -hmm. a wild crazy story because there's no jokes. Yeah, exactly. I always say mm -hmm. that when the elbows start getting real high it just feels yeah. like people are just throwing weird <laughs> especially in, in improv it always turns into like a 1940s skit it feels like 100%. once the 40s voice comes out there's no like safe we're all doomed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know there's like... been like some synonym search and replace in the, exactly. In the word version. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, why are you dropping the word quotidian? I don't know. Quotidian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that that French bakery? <laughs> Le Pen quotidian. Le Pen quotidian. You know what I hate about that place is the uh, the fucking communal table. Have you oh, been in one? Every communal table should be broken in half and made into firewood. Knock it off. Uh, None of us want that. I do not want. Like, are you kidding me? What an uncomfortable experience. I can't. I can't. Yeah. No. Isn't it so awkward when you're at a restaurant and the tables are too close together and like yes. you cannot help but like overhear every word? That I, yeah. I will say, though, I was at a, I was at the food court yesterday, the Glendale Galleria, and a, t a gaggle of teens sat next to me as the only place was open that was a long table and I was there by myself. And they were discussing uh, getting sushi for the very first time in their lives. Cute. Oh, and, oh my God. And overhearing them be like, well, which place will we go to? I think we can. Yeah, let's go. It's Thanksgiving break. We're getting sushi. It was oh, really? It was really mall sushi at that moment. No, 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 no. They were, It was okay. a second location, a second location. But it wow. was, they were meeting at the mall to then go find sushi. And it was I, very I, cute. I mean, I'm down to... To yeah, eavesdropped on some teens. For yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. At, you're just like next yeah, yeah, to yeah. like two people shit. gossiping about someone I don't know. Look, if it was uh, someone I knew, I'd be in. Uh, I'm I'm down to eavesdrop on anyone. Let me just put that out there. You want me to come and eavesdrop? Like I'll be there. But I yeah. definitely go to dinner and I'm dropping hot hot goss with my guests. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. need people eavesdropping <laughs> on me. On me. That's right? how I feel. Yeah. 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 I want I, the I want the freedom to drop to. For, yeah, to bring tea, serve tea. <laughs> I do. I do think it's an important moment in a relationship when you're at dinner and you guys both just stop talking to listen to somebody talking next to you, and then you make eye contact and be yeah. like, "Oh, we're both doing it, right?" That, yeah, that's true intimacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a moment where it's like we can just listen for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chelsea, what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. Uh, oh, you know what I just realized? My actually favorite word is bitch. I love that oh, word. I love reclaiming it. Yeah, I love yeah. just changing the narrative on it. It really brings me joy. I also love uh, then flipping back and making it a bad word again, like calling mm -hmm. some dude a bitch and you're like, now bitch me is bad again. Mm -hmm. But then when I'm a bitch, like now bitch is good again. Like mine. I like controlling. Like, yeah, it's mine. Wish. Yeah, and um, just phonetically, it's a lot of fun to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very fun to say. A lot of, lot of plosives. Mm -hmm. Um and so my least favorite word, like, can't be Adahinia now, because I already plugged that one. Um, what can my least favorite word be? I'll say this is a hard one. I feel like I would. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad I'm not answering any of these questions we make people answer, because I would freeze. It's <laughs> tough because I do have a book podcast and read a lot. So, like, this really <laughs> should be my wheelhouse. Um, I'm going to say my 
least favorite. I'm trying to think of books that had sentences in them where I was like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, can I give a least favorite sentence? My least favorite sure. sentence yes. is, um, my dad always smelled like, and then they described their dad's like smell, like daddy's smell. Mm-hmm. So like maybe cologne's my least favorite word because it always means you're describing like what your dad smelled like when he hugged you. And then mm-hmm. it reminds me I didn't have a dad. So I guess I just don't like that. <laughs> Also, like, I mean, I have a dad, but I could not tell you what he fucking smells like. I don't know. Oh, my God. Me neither. Maybe, like, 50 books out of 100 will describe daddy's next smell. Like, dad always smelled like pine soap and fucking lumber. It's like, wood Mm -hmm. chips. Yes. You're like, okay. Feels very creative writing 101. Like, use other senses to describe, you know, scenes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's like how kids always start stories, like, with the alarm clock going off in the morning. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Not to mention several new shows on TV. That's true. <laughs> like, well, it was a dream, and you're like, we're still doing that. Like, you should be banned. True. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's good. That's good. That's a good word. All right, all right, Chelsea. What turns you on? Ooh, um, I love I love when people are really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. just like you know, because I think it's. Sometimes people aren't bringing it. And when someone's like so interesting, that really turns me on. When someone's funny, that really turns me on. And um, what what visually turns me on? I love, love a full back tattoo. Um, <laughs> my, my husband does have one. It's like, you know, neck to butt. And uh, I love I fucking love it. <laughs> what, what, is it one yeah, piece? Yeah, what's the answer got? It's, yeah. it's one. It has a lot of different pieces on it in, in order to make up one giant piece. Mm. But it's kind of like uh, like old school filigree meets like some iconic uh like painting stuff. Oh cool. cool. I'll send you a hot pick. He didn't get, oh. a, he didn't get yeah. a photo everyone's uh face from your wedding as a full yeah. tat. And that's so rude. <laughs> Isn't it so rude he so didn't rude. put just like my face? I want I mean like God, like why are my tits not tattooed on his back? It's so rude. <laughs> well you guys are married. You have plenty of time now for that. Pl- Plenty of time, but not enough space. A lot of space mm. be- has been taken up by the mm. ink, you know? Oh, Where am I going to get in? I've been listening. I've been binging this podcast, Something Was Wrong. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but it's, just, it's like about kind of about like abusive relationships, but it's about a lot of different shit. But there was this one story where this woman found out that I think her and three other women had all gotten the guy's t- name tattooed. Oh, I was just like oh. painful. Oh, painful. No, no, no. Yikes! Oof, that's when like oh, I'm in the Nexium cult, but for tattoos, like we all got <laughs> yeah. branded. Yeah. yeah, I was like oh, that's a fucking nightmare. Do you remember the guy's name? I don't think they usually don't use like their real name, so I can't mm. remember what it okay. was. God, I hope it was like Ted. Well, you know, just something awful. <laughs> something yeah, really yeah. Stupid. Something you could turn into like Teddy Bear. Like, oh, that's ask. nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, a real wino forever situation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck Johnny Depp forever, but that is a really funny tattoo fit. Oh my gosh, yeah, you guys yeah. know what I yeah. learned from um, Jennifer Gray's memoir, which, you know, Dirty Dancing? She was engaged to Johnny Depp um, and they broke up and two weeks later he was, well, the next day he was with Winona Ryder and then two weeks later he's engaged to Winona Ryder but ha- had like, within one month was engaged to two women and she had been engaged to Matthew Broderick and Johnny Depp wow. in the same month. Whoa. Isn't that wild? Wow. Whoa. Damn. What a head spinning time in Hollywood. <laughs> I know. I know where there's just like God. 20 of you, just 20 famous people mm-hmm. and you're just living it up. 
I think Jennifer Aniston was talking about that recently. She was like, it used to be fun to be famous. Now nothing's fun anymore. A hundred percent. She was like, there's no movie stars. There's no glamour to this anymore. And you're like, yeah, I bet it was good. Jesus. Yeah, I'm sure when yeah. it being you in the 90s was very fun. Yeah. It was pretty epic. Also that part. I, I have to, sorry, I'm, I just remembered the, um, something else about this tattoo thing. I've said this on the before in the podcast, but one of my favorite things ever was uh, a guy I dated. He had gotten his girlfriend's uh, name tattooed on his wrist, uh, Kelsey. But they gr- broke up, and he just got grammar written underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Classic. incredible. Classic. Yeah, real good fix. I love it. <laughs> okay, okay, Chelsea, what turns you off? What turns me off? Let me think. These are, you know, wow. The work James Lipton did. These, these are these are toughies. What turns mm-hmm. me off? Um, so many things. <laughs> yeah. The list Just is so much. Um chefs really, <laughs> really hate them. <laughs> So what what if a chef got a full back tattoo of a knife? How does that? I mean, uh, and they all have it for yeah. sure. They already have that. Yeah. 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 There's something so fucking weird about chefs. Mm-hmm. And actually, I mean, Yasser used to talk about this. So credit to him. But it's just like they they taken food and made it tough. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? Like you are not a right, badass. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's one of those industries where like very similar to Hollywood where men who were like considered geniuses were just allowed to like be total fucking pieces of shit and be abusive. Yeah. You know, yes. and they're like, it's yes. like, yeah. he's an artist, he's an artist. And that's like very similar mm-hmm. vibes. It's like you're making Chef. waffles, sir. <laughs> like fucking yeah. calm down, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's also so like, it's like if I were to like open up my kitchen, they'd be like, oh, what? what's your like, What's your like ten Thanksgiving dishes that are like mm-hmm. wow your grandma like I could never be like I'm fucking baking and this is my baking show <laughs> and like, it's true like, you know you look mm-hmm. at like the personality of like an Ina Garten versus like an Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. yeah and there's like yeah wild I don't like it um and actually I don't like foodies in general it really bothers me and I think it's also because I genuinely. Um, now that I've like gotten some money and I've gone to some restaurants, there's so many times where I'm like, I wish I was at Olive Garden. Like this is <laughs> not good. And you guys, you all the rich people have been fucking lying and pretending it's fucking great to be there, and it's bad. It's mm. bad. Like I would like, at, like Taco Bell is. I would take Taco Bell over most restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I am a garbage can inside, though. So. I will yeah. say, yeah. do you watch um, Salt Lake? Real Housewives Salt Lake. I, absolutely. I lived in Utah for like six or seven years. Oh, really? Did you know yeah. Babs is from Utah too? What? Yeah. What part? I didn't, I'm Salt so, so Lake. Okay. So one, like a, a slightly better part, but also like one of the most fucked up parts of the state. I mean, every part of the state is yeah, fucked up. No, where, Unless where, you love it, in which case, grow? sorry. St. George. Oh my God. Yeah. When I was there, it was the Mormon capital of the world at Whoa. the time. So I was the only non-Mormon in my elementary school wow. and middle school, which means what? I pretended to be Mormon. <laughs> and I'm a coward who wanted to be liked. <laughs> so How did you pretend I, though? Because when they know, because you're like, they all see each other at fucking church. Yeah. I went to church every Sunday. Oh, you for went? Six, oh yeah. yeah I went God. to the, the three, three mom hour. Go with you? 
Whoa. Surely no. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, I had a best friend who, she has the most Mormon name in the world, but I don't, she's, she's so lovely, but I don't want to out her, but um, she and her eight siblings, I kind of lived with them, and I went to their three-hour LDS services, and wow. I went to their youth groups. I went to Mormon summer camp. I just kind of like lived with their family. They were all blonde and blue-eyed yeah. and like, yeah. honestly, yeah. the hottest humans I've ever seen in my life. Mormons yeah, like, it's very, are very like, attractive. Children religion. of the corn, yeah. but also yeah. like they are yeah. good-looking. Yeah, but it's like, it's like somehow they managed like some sort of like uh, – I don't know how they did it because it's like – Anyways, yeah, they look perfect, and um, yeah, I went to church with them for six years. Did they ever try to, like, actually convert you? Did what? Did they ever try to, like, actually convert you, like, bring you in Yeah, yeah, I was definitely, like, on the precipice. There was one summer at Mormon camp where it got really intense. Uh, Summer, I guess I should say. It was probably, like, two weeks or a week. Um, And then I, when I turned 13, I really started to feel this, like, oh, my friends are actually going to start getting paired up with the men they're going to marry at 16 and 17. Mm. And I, I really started to feel this because I was a teenager. I was like, Oh, no one's going to date me because they'll, they would find out I'm not Mormon. And like, I'm not going to have a place like in high school here pretty soon. And that coincided with um, my mom getting divorced and we like moved States and we moved away. And like, they really did all, and they're not um, polygamy. Sorry. They're not polygamous, um, but they were married at, at 17 they, they were like with yeah. their yeah 16 yeah, yeah. 17 18 and they all have wow. eight children now so yeah wow see i had like a sort of an op- opposite experience where i grew up non-mormon but like since salt lake was probably the most like non-mormon you know city in right. the state, i had a lot more non-mormon friends and like you know, we had our own like little bubble. So yeah, yeah. No, I remember Salt Lake being like the heathen city. Exactly. Where like <laughs> they they have like poetry coffee shops, and we were like, whoa. Yeah, there was that's coffee. crazy. There was yeah, three point two percent beer available, not on Sundays, obviously, but oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what is there was yes, no alcohol, no coffee shops in St. George when mm-hmm. I was there. No, you couldn't buy alcohol anywhere. I had some like bad Mormon friends who would drink Diet Coke and it was like this like huge like yeah. oh my god did you know Jeanette's family drinks Diet Coke like <laughs> <laughs> Mormon yeah. gossip wow it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, but I sorry, had a test. lot of Mormon people in my town too and I not to that degree but like I had total crushes on Mormon boys and we used to go to the steak dances on the weekends I don't know if you were there as like a teenager but like steak dances were like it's like it's called, a ste- it's called a stake is like the church that they go to basically. Okay. Yeah. And you'd be like dancing with a boy and someone would come up and shove a Book of Mormon between you and be like, leave room for the Holy Spirit. And that yeah. was like our jam yeah. on Saturday night. <laughs> but I brought it up because I love how Lisa Barlow always eats fast food was my point. Oh, yes. Salt Lake City is just the best, the best of the best. Although it is like in season one, we watched the downfall of a religion, you know? And so it's like season three, it's hard to follow up. Like in season one, we always will have seen a cult and a religion unearthed. Yeah. (laughs) And And in season two, we saw the best probably sting that's ever going to happen at a Botox studio. (laughs) (laughs) got my certificate i bought a certificate to beauty lab and laser that i got covid so i've got to go back and use it before <gasps> it wait is your family still in salt lake yeah, yeah. oh so oh my back. god beauty lab okay <laughs> and I, my I grandma lives in st george actually so i'm there 
too. Has Which it, is like huge. It's grown like it's insane. It's now. grown so much, right? Yeah. And isn't it? Is it? I know it's not the Mormon capital anymore, but like, is it like a little liberal? Like, what's it like now? I don't think it's liberal by any means. But, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. there you can get a coffee. You can get a coffee. All right, they got, <laughs> there's they got that. coffee now. Yeah. <laughs> That's big. Okay, let's do one more before break. Uh, okay. Chelsea, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, would I like to attempt? That also kind of implies I need to have some sort of That's skill funny, set. like, we don't know if you're going to be successful at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in this dream yeah. world, yeah. In, in a dream world, um, actually, I would, what would I love to attempt? God, um, I guess I'd love to be a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> like you know <laughs> but just to I, attempt I, it that's amazing. I want to attempt being a really successful one and yeah. one that doesn't mm-hmm. give blowies or have sex so I want to attempt this is up to me right I yeah, want yeah. to attempt <laughs> yeah being in some situation where just I guess rent is paid for and I read books all day. Financial domination. <laughs> yeah, you want to be a fin dom. You want to be a fin. Yeah, uh, yeah fin dom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fin dom. I would also love to. I'd love to attempt to be in the financial markets in New York um, and just see what's up. Like I'd love to fuck up the stock trade. You know, like could I implode the stock market? I'd like to attempt that. <laughs> Have you guys watched the show Industry? Mm-hmm. On HBO, no. it's like about it's a it's really good, but it's about like the stock market, and I do not know. It's like a good show, but I still have no idea what the fuck is happening as far as like the finances go most of the time. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! For an episode of the problem with John Stewart, we like deconstructed um, payment for order flow, which is like how oh Robinhood uses its stocks, mm-hmm. and then the amount I had to learn even to come near writing a joke about <laughs> I was just like God I'm in college I like I can't I don't even know how to write a joke about this because it oh God it was so fucking hard to understand yeah um yeah it was a lot a lot of math a lot of math yeah no thank you that's I was thinking, the thing like really I will say that about really rich people is they understand the math they like, really do. You always hear because about these schemes and they're like, they were betting against negative options just in case the lowercase fourth space. And you're like, I, I, like I'm done. I, yeah, 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 I checked out it, minutes ago. Entitlement is like a language that if you teach it to children young, they will be successful. Like, I, like when I have a kid, like, I don't want them to, like, learn French or Spanish. Like, I want them to learn <laughs> entitlement from rich people. And because <laughs> <laughs> there's just this way where they just know they're going to be OK. They know their financial decisions are solid. And it's like, right. You're like just taking away anxiety. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah. like, are you guys following? Have you seen this story about like this FTX story? Oh, it's fucking insane. They, I, like, I saw a few tweets about it. But. Billions. Also, Tess, you are fully in the dark at this point. I know, because oh, yeah. I had to choose between my ring light and my computer, and I chose my computer. Yeah, Tess's, <laughs> Tess's fully looks like an anonymous source <laughs> I know. in like, a, a TV show. Let me I tell you about tell about it. Of, like an HBO document. So, basically, I got into the scheme thinking it'd be easy money. <laughs> but, no, basically, like, I mean, I forget how many billions, but I want to say it's like 15, 16 billion dollars are yeah. fucking missing because these, like, 20-year-old kids kids were jacked up on Adderall. Mm-hmm. They all this money, basically all this money that people put in what they thought was crypto, these kids were taking that money and making just insane reckless like Michael Douglas oh, in Wall Street crazy yeah. ass gambles of with course. it. And now there's like 20 billion dollars missing because yeah, these kids were on Adderall. Just gone. <laughs> it, yeah, that's it's not so, missing. That's just <laughs> was It's spent. so funny though because like that you're like, "Oh, cuz it's crypto and it seems like that also is the stock market." Yeah. Like you put right, you right. like you're like I put 
blank money into stocks. It's like, no, you didn't. Like some fucking dude at a trade center has like taken your money to go like like I don't know, get Jeffrey Epstein to live again in like, yeah, an, yeah. In like <laughs> a Cairo chamber, and like you will never know about it because that money is never even coming back to you till you try and withdraw it from the stock market. Like they yeah. do crazy shit with that money. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I will say on the sugar daddy tip, just a side note: if you have oh, a pet, on. if you have a pet, you. Oh. Are, I feel like I am a sugar daddy to my pets. Yeah, <laughs> I just pay them for like affection and love. You know? I love that. Oh, maybe <laughs> I want to be like a, a cat rescuer. We had a we yeah. had a stray cat that I really put a lot of time and effort into trying to rescue and um and failed. And I'd love to attempt that again, but professionally. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love okay, it. Uh, we're going to take another break. We'll be back in a second. BRB. Hey, everybody. We're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And I'm Chelsea. And uh, we're going to do Lady Problems. Call us at 323-6-BUT-30 if you've got a lady problem or email it to us at ladiesladycomedy at gmail.com. a while now and I've been hemming and hawing about calling um, but I guess my lady problem is just I am almost 33 years old I've never been in a relationship typically I've been fine with it but now one of my very good friends is pregnant and now I think I suddenly feel this urge that you know I want to find the one I want I've always wanted kids but it's just proving to be more and more difficult and a part of me wants to know What's wrong with me? I've been on dating apps for years. I've gone on a few dates here and there. My entire life, I've always just been just friends. And it sucks. And truly, almost being 33, I mean, what's wrong with me? I I don't know what else to do anymore, and I'm scared I'm going to end up alone, and that's the last thing I want. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to be almost crying. But if you can help, or just maybe to hear someone's opinion on it who doesn't know me, know anything about me, maybe that'll help. Thanks. Love you, ladies. Oh. Oh. Well, can I just start and say nothing is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just. I mean, there there might be like things you can do um, in dating, but there's nothing inherently wrong with you. You can even tell just by like, how thoughtful and and sweet yeah. your message was. Yeah. Thousand yeah. I mean, percent. we have. We have proof that if you listen to our podcast, you're wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. Well, you're starting you know, off at a good point. Yeah. I, this sometimes helps me in my career. Sorry to jump in on this one, but this uh, this no, sometimes please. helps me in my career, especially when I'm feeling like really low and like a failure. I think of all the pieces of shit who are successful, <laughs> very yeah. untalented people, mm-hmm. extremely successful and doing great and maybe even bad humans. And I think to myself, like, <laughs> oh, then there is nothing wrong with me. And I think that applies to dating, too. Like, think of all the assholes yeah. happily in love, mm-hmm. you know. And so you don't even have to be a good or bad person to be in a relationship and be dating. So and I 
that to me often takes the relief off of like the onus on my life. Like there's always like actionable things you can do, but like there's no one that has something more than you. And often people have something less than you. So there's, there's a path forward. Is that really dark? You guys? No, I, lo- no, I love that. I love so that. True. It's yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I started comedy because I went to enough open mics where I was like, all right, these people, <laughs> this guy sucks. I can do this. <laughs> Yeah, and assholes being married to assholes. Get out of here, please. Go find each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is very similar to working in the entertainment industry, which is like it it can be one thing to intellectually understand that, but another thing to like truly not let someone else's reaction towards you or someone else's opinion towards you become your own opinion about yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a very Very hard thing to parse out. And, Mm -hmm. And I know, oh, God, it's so hard when you're lonely. And like nothing anyone says rings true for you because it's not happening in your life. Like people can tell you a million and a half times, like you're going to meet someone. It's all about, you just got to be patient. You just got to hang in there. And you're like, yeah, I'm fucking 32. I have been patient. This means nothing Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, nothing is wrong with you. It's just, you just haven't, I feel like anything I say to you is going to sound like, like it's going to ring false, but you just haven't met the right person. Like there's nothing wrong with you what you're an awesome amazing fucking person and like right now your friends and the other people in your life get to have all of that and like you get to do with yourself like only what you want to do so like there's that right now and like you're you're going to encounter that person you are like yeah I do think you will it it just sucks if you're open to it, too, I mean, it feels it sounds like you've been very happy. And then this friends, you know, the changes in their lives have made you be like, oh, fuck, but I don't have that. I'm supposed to have that right now, too. So it's like, is this a does it has this like always kind of been a priority? Is this something that's kind of been bothering you a lot more lately, too, is my question, because I think it's like if you were open to really being out there, that's different than just like kind of passively like, oh, yeah, if something will happen if it happens or not, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also. I don't I can't I'm not going to say this is healthy advice. This is this is going to come from my own um, mental health issues. But I've in every area of my life, I've always found something to be true, which is that like if you work hard enough, change is always possible. And like with dating, there's like without knowing more about more about you. But like there's just so many things. It's like are the people you're choosing unhealthy or bad for you like mm-hmm. that's something to figure out in therapy is like mm-hmm. is there's actual like you know my friends have handed me their dating profiles and I'm like okay you would not swipe yes on you what's mm-hmm. on this profile you know you can like change your profile is there a it, there's just so many things of like oh is your community not being supportive of you is it actually something about like your friends your hobbies your interests like is it I always think of those like horrible Neil Strauss books it was like um yeah after the game he wrote some others which it was just books telling boys like um, clip your nose hair and definitely yeah. shower and like right. ask her questions about herself. And like, I met a guy who was like, this book changed my life because mm-hmm. no one had ever taught him. Like you should smell good it's true, and though. you should listen, you know? And it's like, there's always like advice and tips that can like make your relationship better. Even when you're like already in one or even when you're single. And if you're willing to just like pedal to the metal, I'm, I would be willing to bet that like something can budge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because also like, how often are you meeting other single people? Like, are you going out on a lot of Tinder dates? But like, if all your friends are coupled up and and having kids and stuff, like what is the pool you're dealing with here? Like maybe you do need to expand the amount of exposure that you're having to other single people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
even if just to expand your social circle so you yeah you see even if it's not to meet somebody but you're just around people who aren't making you shitty because you're not like yeah at at the same point Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like Tess says, like, nothing makes you feel better when you're dating and you, like, don't fucking want to be. But I, th- the one thing that, like, really helped me when I was, I, w- I was like, I guess I don't know what's going to happen for me, but I do have to live my life. And I said yes to, like, every fucking date in a very safe way. I would, like, meet them at this one bar. I would never have dinner with them. It's a trap. Um, mm-hmm. Meet them at a bar. And it, it was always, like, standing room. And I would always have money on me so that if I ever needed to just, like, put a 20 down and just slip out the door, <laughs> like, <laughs> I could. But even getting that energy going around in my life of, like, I'm getting dressed up. I'm going out. I'm having conversations. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad ones. <laughs> um, that, that helped me, too. It takes I work. Dating. I mean, it, it's like, you know, if you... Like, I have a joke about it, but yeah, when people are like, it's going to happen when you least expect it. Like, that's the shit you don't want to fucking hear because it's not true. Sometimes it's true, obviously. But, you know, from my personal experience, that was not true. I was very actively putting myself out there and really, you know, trying to find someone. And um, and it it took work and it's a lot of energy and it's like exhausting, you know, and it is like being lonely is like one of the fucking worst things in the world. So I think like it's about making those active choices to... A, if that's what you want, putting energy towards it, but also, like we said, like cultivating your own life in a way that you love and that will build your confidence for yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, give yourself like um, just, I don't know. Yeah, give yourself things to be, to look forward to that aren't. Yeah. Well, and the more confident, the more confident and in love with yourself you are too, the easier I think it will be to stop things that are not good for you as well yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah and also can i just say 33 you are young and Mm -hmm. i realize you're saying this in the context of having a baby but wow science be out here fucking some shit (laughs) up like you have yeah you're good years on you and like you 33 is young um and Mm -hmm. i always love that j-lo meme of like j-lo at 50 it's like look I think uh, about JLo at 50 eight, all the time. All the time. And like, it's just like <laughs> our preconceived notions of like what 50 means are, are, are not true. Uh, sorry, what 50, what 30, these markers mm-hmm. in life are like all wrong. And like, um, don't put that that burden on yourself. Mm-hmm. No. And I mean, if you have the means and, and maybe it'll relieve some of that anxiety, I don't know, maybe do talk to a doctor about like freezing your eggs or doing something like that. Like if you know you for sure want kids and, and maybe the biological timetable of that is stressing you out fuck it like why not just talk to your doctor about that so that you can take that sort of anxiety at least off of your plate or name it or give it a little bit more of an objective timeline so that maybe you know what your Mm -hmm. options are or just sort of like what you want the next you know 10 20 years of your life to look like yeah absolutely but you're wonderful you sound wonderful fucking awesome like your only job right now is just to like work on your confidence really i think like mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Also, you really do sound wonderful. Like that yeah. message, I was like, oh, I love her. So so you're gonna find your person. Yes, I agree. All right, let's do one more. Hey ladies. Um I've called in a couple times and just a quick update on your advice. Um, moved to New York, made new friends, um, eloped, got married loved it um your advice to help me find friends um in a different state like new york moved from small south carolina town um has really helped i've joined a couple classes you know done some workout stuff it's been amazing okay not calling because of that but i do want to say thank you 
calling because now I have a oh I don't think I can say this on the radio maybe I should type this in I'm scared they're going to know my voice but have a father-in-law who thinks he can control my husband and I to the point where, you know, he'll ask my husband to go and to do something and, you know, we'll say, well, we don't have the money, you know, it's not really in our, you know, realm of possibility right now. And then a minute later, he'll get a text that says, just do it from his father. And I don't like to be controlled. I, you know, I push back when men try to control me. I'm not about that. I've been controlled in the past and you know I'm not going to let it happen again so what's your advice in a healthy conversation of getting out from under that control and giving me being able to give my husband validation that he is his own man now um, and can break away from his father thank you girls I appreciate all that you do bye well first of all thank you for you know updating us and congrats on moving to fucking New York and like Making it happen. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds Seriously. like you've been knocking it out of the park yeah. <laughs> in all in all categories. Wow. Fuck your father-in-law. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like this is such a common problem with like just uh, I think especially guys like not being able to extract themselves from like their parents, you mm-hmm. know, control yeah. or whatever it is. Opinion. Um I mean, yeah, you really got to, I think, just incur. He's got to stand up for himself and both of you. Like, you've got to just tell him, like, look, next time this happens, like, you're putting your foot down and I'm not going to have it any other way. And we're going to, you have to create boundaries with the father-in-law. Like, you just have to. Yeah. I also feel like it's one of those things where extracting yourself from your parental bullshit is a huge, huge undertaking and maybe even more than dealing with specific father-in-law situations, getting your husband to a place where he can just work on his own self-growth with himself yes. and what his childhood was like because that yeah. it's just going to have to come from within and it takes so much work. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you have to want to make a boundary with your parent, which I think is one of the hardest Mm -hmm. things in the Mm -hmm. world and supporting him in like his own processes more than supporting him and like say this to your father-in-law and then Mm -hmm. holding your own boundaries as he does that work. So if he's not ready to make those boundaries, like working on your own boundaries, like, Hey, if you're going to say yes to this, but I'm actually going to say no and like Mm -hmm. protecting yourself so that he has the space to make the right decision too. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's definitely yeah. some empathy for like, if that's the way this guy, that that's the man that raised him. So it's like, there's yeah. a lot to untangle around a person that is like that demanding and, and, and has, you know, has so much disregard for his child, you know? So, well, and I think yeah. if he's, if you do find yourself in a position where you do need to draw that boundary because your husband isn't, then I think it's also worth articulating. Like, I just want to point out, like you are making a decision that is, that is now harming this part of your family because mm-hmm. you're choosing not to create a boundary in this other part of your family. So like yeah. mm-hmm. you're an adult, that is your decision. But like, I just want to be really clear that that is the choice you're making. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. because you, that is, you know, you're married to him. I don't know. Like, I think that always should like supersede everything else. Mm-hmm. Like when you get married, like that's your unit. Like that, I don't know. I think a spouse needs to recognize that. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think that, that you need to make an ultimatum with him, but I do think that you should articulate, like if he puts you in a position where you've got to make a decision like that, I would be honest about why you're making that decision and how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. on the um like fun slash petty end, mm. I would start <laughs> a pulling out last second of whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. No, sh- you know, I would stop. I would no yeah. show. No call, no show. No yeah. call, no show. <laughs> Don't make make up the most ridiculous, insane excuses to yeah. not be there. You yeah. know, and just start mm-hmm. being like, be "Oh my god!" Like we found, you'll never believe what happened. We found like a pet skunk on the road, and now we've got to get it taken care. of. I mean, just like yeah, be an so sorry, and make up some like really weird excuses <laughs> as to why you can't do this thing. Um, yeah, just kind of lean into uh, you know lying about shit if you need to because fuck it. Yeah, he's not well, respecting you guys, so don't respect him. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's asking you guys to do all this expensive shit. It's like, all right, then you're paying for it. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, what's the budget? Uh, that's a very easy boundary, I think, to draw. Yeah. It's like, we can't afford that. Yeah. Well, but also I would be nervous of like, because then if he feels like any time he, he pays for it, you're going to owe going to it, you know? So yeah. You still have to like establish yeah. that like we're not just going to do this sometimes. I, I would say at least for the time being, do not take anything from him. Because then he will feel like he has power over you too. Oof. Like, yeah. like if he offers anything, it feels like it would probably be manipulative to guilt your husband and you even more. So yeah, like gifts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If there's a way it's, to be, or to be like, I mean, I mean, like money or like you know, any like anything big. Like if there's a way to be like, I, we're okay, thank you though. Just to be like, no, you don't owe us anything, and we do not owe you anything either. Like, because that's the relationship that it feels like he's right. trying to but establish. Saying all this stuff is like, you know. <laughs> so easy to say but um i think like i think chelsea's a good point where it's like at the end of the day it's probably going to be the most helpful if your husband kind of like starts working on yeah figuring out with their relationship and kind of digging into his childhood and maybe like figure out how to set those boundaries himself because until he can like actually stand up to his dad in a meaningful way it's not Mm -hmm. gonna do much yeah. yeah. Ugh, I'm just thinking about. Oh, it's so hard with your parents. It's so hard. You were also, I don't want to say groomed, you were parented, yeah. you know, into certain modalities that mm-hmm. to break out of, I don't know how old your husband is, but to break out of 30 years of training mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the human that bore you. Yeah. Tough stuff. And it's, it's like a lifetime thing. Yeah. yeah. I it's like yeah. the, it's it all of our it's like always, lifetime thing. Yeah. Like, like, it's I, like I'm even like, you know, even though I. I love my father and I appreciate mm-hmm. him so much. I have been discovering lately in therapy that like, oh, the reason that I don't feel comfortable asserting myself many times in my like beliefs mm-hmm. um, politically and in other ways is because he gaslit me all the time when I would mm. speak up about that growing yeah. up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so like I real, I'm like, oh, that's still affecting me, even though it's like mm-hmm. I'm so I don't I don't live with this man anymore. It's been, you know, 20 yeah. plus years. Yeah. Well, and like parent stuff, I think because it affects you sometimes when you're such a young kid, like you don't even know sometimes mm-hmm. why that's happening because it's not like you have this certain of course, specific yeah. memory of, oh, when I was seven, I got gaslit. You're just like, oh, that's just reality. That's just what it is. Yeah. Also, yeah. Like your, your brain learns to understand. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is love. This is compromise. These are whatever. And then you're 10 years into therapy and they're like, that's gaslighting. What you call love gaslighting. You're like, what? You know, like, you're like, oh, relearn that's how I was brain. trained. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in-laws are so tough too because it mm-hmm. is like, yeah, some you someone's parents are so important to them. And like you, that mm-hmm. is your your in-laws and that is part of your family, but it's like also not your parent. Like you can be a bitch to your own parent. Yeah. You know, like there's a yeah, certain, no, you like, can't. There's like a certain level of 
of you're never going to be that close to them. You can't ever be like a thousand percent honest with them. Yeah. Well, and they also they treat no matter what, like your parent will treat you like a kid at some point or another. But then, hey, I'm an adult married to another adult who has never been treated like a child by you. (laughs) So you're treating another adult like a child. And it's like, "Mm, that's not (laughs) that's not going to work, though. Nope. I have a witness now. Things are different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think with like, it, you know, if this is the way this guy's father is, it's like he was your your husband was like trained in his household to be to come second. You know, if he's just like being told, no, you do this, you do this for me, you do this for me. It's like, you know, so there's there's a lot that he really that he really needs to work on for himself, for sure, to get out of that. <laughs> And I'm sorry. That's that's fucked. Maybe yeah, uh, really tough. Maybe some black ice in the steps. K- parody, parody. Kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some Home Alone. Yeah, some, some Home Alone <laughs> passive, type passive aggressive type Christmas gift of a you, therapy book for his dad. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that's I how that. I ended up meeting Betsy Johnson is because I slipped on black ice. Really? Yeah, I was in New York and I was staying with our friend Zoe and I slipped on some black ice outside of her building and I clocked my head really fucking hard on the concrete and I got a black eye and I tweeted a picture of it and I was like, hey, Betsy Johnson, can you start making helmets? And she DM'd me and that's... (gasps) That's oh so God. awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Oh my God, that's amazing. One of my, to bring it back to me, thank you. Um, yeah. One of my wedding looks was Betsy, I was like Betsy Johnson bride. Yes. It's, like, it's just a little trashy, but like yes. also high glam, a little yeah, yeah. too yes. much jewelry yes, and some heavy mm-hmm. eye makeup. Yeah. <laughs> a little juvenile, a little tacky, but like, yeah. Uh-huh. But a lot of fun. Yeah. A yeah. lot of lace, a lot of petticoats. Yeah. Oh my I god. Love it. I love the <laughs> passive aggressive book uh yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. As a gift. Sure. You don't like my gift? Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's also just important to remember that like as the kid, we've said this before in the show, but like as the kid, your husband does ultimately have the power in the relationship because he can remove himself and like your father could maybe never admit that, but like if you guys don't go to him, he's alone. You always will have each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Ooh. Oh, that's ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, I'm I'm a quarter Sicilian. It it comes out. That's you got it. Yeah, you got You got to throw fists when you got to throw fists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good luck, and um, we hope our advice goes well again. Yeah, yeah. Hope it helps. Let us know how it yeah. goes. <laughs> Chelsea, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you guys so much for having me on. You guys are just the best, and I'm 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 thrilled you had me. Um, let everyone know where they can find you online, where they can find your podcast, all that fun stuff. Would love to. Celebrity Book Club with Chelsea DeVantes. Um, we just we have a whole backlog of books. Oh, I mean, Babs and Tess came on and did one of my favorite episodes ever where we really dissected Jamie Lynn Spears' book. Uh, in Book, quote unquote. Book, book in quotes. Um, <laughs> it, one of, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, come, come listen if you like that. It's um podcasts it's just wherever you get your podcast and i'm at chelsea devantes on instagram and sometimes i post recaps of the books before we record so if you want to be part of a little digital book club i'll post quotes and stuff and that's there it's lovely even if i haven't read the book or anything i have a fun i have a very fun yeah like time and yeah our jamie lynn spears that book uh, nothing has ever made less sense than that book we read with you. Like that, so bad, so bad. It, Lord, it, in such a great way. Like yeah. what an incredible read because yeah. it was so <laughs> insane. I yeah. mean, like, when you were to say least favorite sentences, I believe that her saying everyone said I was equally as talented 
as Britney Spears. What? As a singer. As she's multiple times said this in the book, how, yeah. how everyone said they were equally talented. Yeah, Britney had a throatier voice, but mine was higher and lovelier. You're like, what? No one said this. No, bitch, no. Oh, no it one is, says, a, it is yeah. such trash, um, but, but it was very fun. To have a reason to read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Didn't even put it in the little tiny library. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. See you and on we'll the see gram. see you guys next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Three, two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hi. Um, okay. So a few weeks ago, I think, you guys asked the question, like, while you're binging lady to lady i wonder what you could do while binging all the episodes and while listening to that i was binging i'm a new listener um and i was painting a mural so um i probably spent 150 hours on this mural so to answer your question what can you get done while binging lady to lady um paint a mural on the side of a parking garage so i just wanted to let you guys know it really helped me get through it. It was hard work. It tore up my body. But, um, yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Um, so I just wanted to call in on my way to work. I just want to say you guys are awesome. I've been listening to you for since 2015. I love you guys. You're awesome. Um, I like to sing your theme song and different voices and accents. Um, but yeah, that's all. I just wanted to call you guys and tell you, you are amazing. I love each and every one of you differently. And you guys just make my day. Um, if I'm ever having a tough day, you guys definitely make it better. So I love you guys and congratulations to 10 years. I know it's a little late. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy, and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.